I'll get your fucking skirt off and chug that fucking beer, dude. Yeah. Let's get this fucking show on the road, bud. Come on, guy. Good morning, sir. What's your name? Me? Yeah, you. Yes. Nathaniel Saxon, sir. Your name's not Buttfucker3000, you yo-ho. Logging into my court with that as your screen name. Why would that? that in a little bit. Uh, what kind of idiot logs into court like that? What's your name again? Nathaniel Saxton, sir, but I don't believe that I typed anything like that in. Well, that's what it says. Why? Well, well, I, I apologize. That should not yeah, be. you should. I'll put you in the waiting room. You can sit in limbo for a while and think about what you call yourself online. <laughs> just said I didn't. Uh, I didn't Mr. Grossnickel, could you take your hat off, please? This judge is such a dick. All right. He missed an earlier date, but he's here now. All right. Good morning, everyone. We've got Dick everybody judge. with a name. You're all here. Mr. Saxon back in. The fact that he won't even hear it. He won't even assume. Your Honor. He won't even assume that it was an accident. Yes. If I he won't even give him any benefit of the doubt. What a dick judge. If, if I may explain. Uh, my sister was the one that set up my, my Zoom account or whatever. Um, <laughs> that but effer um is my iphone uh pairing name for my bluetooth speaker sir it's a inside joke um it's not what you think i i'm 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 embarrassed i'm sorry well you should be all right we'll come back to you in a bit (laughs) uh let's take care of some of yours mr barnes we have michael i'm bad He didn't care. Good morning. Here's a man who's usually wrong, but he doesn't care. Here's a man who eats things that make a bully go puke. You're not rocking with the best. It's the Eric Zane Show podcast, and here's your host, Eric Zane. Welcome in to the Eric St. Show podcast. I'm already in my yoga pose if you're watching on Twitch. From the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunk Fear Bunk <laughs> can we talk. You think I'm stoned. Fear Bunker Studio. It's Friday, Lucy Goosey, already a little punchy. And uh yeah, I'm just trying to get a little exercise here. You're like, come on, man. No, it's seriously that when you sit for as long as I do every day, you gotta you got to do this sort of thing, man. You can't just sit there like an like an idiot. This is called maintenance. Oh God! And yesterday I ran. I didn't do. I haven't done any exercise all week till yesterday, and so that's just enough time to where your body totally heals from like the week before. But it also like kind of uh, it, it, you know, use it or lose it. So when you're stupid old and, and decrepit like me you don't use it for a few days and uh 
then getting back into it usually makes the next day pretty rough. So that's today. That's today. Because, no, of course not. I didn't ease into it. Uh, killed it. Killed it on the mile repeats. Had to roll out the leg afterwards. Um, let's see. Any incidents at the gym? Yes. Uh, so I'm walking to leave. It's the end of the workout. And, uh, all of a sudden I feel like I just got hit by a truck. Some dude who works there, I got a little too close to, you know, I guess it's my fault, but at the same time, it's his fault. You can't just, you know, if you have a solid door that opens up to the hallway, you can't just fling it open at a million miles an hour. You got to open it and you got to kind of look out to make sure you're not going to smash some old Armenian fuck right in the face with the door because that's what happened. And I was looking right, the door open, right on my face and body. And, uh, you know, somehow I managed to just, well, first of all, I looked and he's a giant man. I wasn't about to sit there. I, you know, I would never fly off the handle at anyone or get enraged for no good reason, especially an accident. You all know this. I mean, you see how calm I usually am on here. So, you know, you would expect me to behave appropriately. I did. I did. I definitely behaved appropriately. And uh, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I go, hey, think nothing of it. No big deal, big guy. No. Hey, come on, guy. And uh, he goes, oops. Uh, and I go, hey, don't you worry about it. But my God, I rattled my, scrambled my eggs to be sure. It's like, I got I to gotta sit down. Uh, this is right after, after uh, you know, another dominating performance on the treadmill. I think this lady wanted to smell my musk um, because I was, you know, doing my thing, sweating my ass off. And um, there were all sorts of open treadmills, but she chose the one next to me. So, again, this is another example of an irresistible irresistible soul that I am uh, to any woman or man alive. Um, I'm an object of desire. Queen of the forest is uh, here today, gone tomorrow, here today, gone today. Um, So that means the NFK and I are bacheloring it here at the house. It is uh, officially spring break. She is off to a uh, wedding shower or something like that. I should probably call her up. We have, she hasn't been on here in a long time. She's downstairs right now, enjoying her nice morning. Spring break for the uh, for the schools has begun. Okay. Who? She's been very lovey lately. Hello. Hey, this is your husband. Hi. You were very lovey to me this morning. 
Well, I'm loving to you all the time. What do you mean this morning? Well, I know, but it was, uh, yes, That while that's true, I mean, it was, uh, you were like, hey, come here, give me a hug. And so I had to give you a great big hug. And Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was sweet. It was nice. Yeah. You know, all the, the rush of the morning was not there this morning because I didn't have to go to wake. You you said work like voik, which is an inside <laughs> joke that no one knows why we say that. Yeah, but it's like a habit now. Work. Right. We say that because uh, mm. should I should I not say why? No. Huh? No. Don't don't say why we say that. Yeah, don't say why. Okay, I won't say why. I'll say it for the Patreon. It's not a it's not a big deal. No, it's silly. Um, yeah. Okay, so uh, now you revealed to me that I'm on kind of like a winning streak lately. Yeah. Explain what you mean by that. You haven't lost any Pooh Bear points lately. <laughs> the point system, which simply is, uh, if I'm behaving. If you don't it, piss me off. It's fine. But if I upset you, I lose. The way it works is I don't like lose a few points. They just all disappear, right? They, oh, well, it depends on what the charges are against you. Okay, so it is it is uh, based on the severity of the infraction. Correct. Yes. You said it's been a long time since I've lost Pooh Bear points. Yeah. Do you recall what I did the last time to lose them? I are, do not. Are you making a, a recipe or something? <laughs> no, I was just putting my coffee cup in the sink. Oh, very loud, as usual. Mm. Okay, so uh, your your husband's been nothing but wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Now, can you ever have? Uh, can you ever bank? Or, like once it gets to a certain level of full, like my love bucket. It can't get any more full, right? I mean, you can't like uh, you can't overflow. Can it? Well, that's you can see because it can it can get to low. I mean, it can in an instant vanish, but it takes forever to fill it up, and then you can only get so high. Right. Okay. So right. so right now I'm full. It can't get any lower. Right, but you have to. But you have to um, always be. Uh, uh, what do you want to call it? Uh oh, you're like, searching for words. It's trouble. You always have to, <laughs> you always have to be like aware, like vigilant. Pull your point, points yeah. anytime. So you have, have to be, be have to be vigilant. On top of yes, it. and and now and always and always be thinking that in any in any moment, um, I could I could easily fall off the face of the earth. Correct. Okay. Are you playing pool right now? <laughs> no, I haven't done anything. What? Okay. All right. So uh, you and and two daughters are leaving me. What the hell? Ha what are you doing? Are you sure? You're... What are you? Just can you just sit still? For I mean, why is it every time we do this? What was that? I don't know. What, what do you What do you mean? You can't ask me. You did it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I dropped I dropped the laundry basket. Jesus, just stop doing shit. Why is it, I mean, 
Sometimes you have to multitask. Well, when I started this phone call, you were probably sitting still. What urges you to get up and start doing all these <laughs> well, chores? I was, I was getting ready to get up anyway, so I thought, well, I'll just get up and talk at the Okay, time, that's fine. Just, but just get up, but stand there. You don't have to <laughs> yeah, do the laundry, do the dishes, uh, you know, put new siding on the house. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even remember what I was asking you. Oh, Something about two kids leaving. Yeah, you're you're leaving me this weekend. You're going to a, a a wedding shower. Is that right? Yes. Justin's sister is going to get married. Uh, May in May, right? Yes. All right. Yes. Yeah, so so showers today or tomorrow morning. So food, gifts. Um, it doesn't get rowdy at a wedding shower, does it? That's a bachelorette party. Right, exactly. Okay. Yeah, there won't be no wildness. There won't be any wildness. No. You can't say there won't be no wildness. You sound like you live in a trailer park. No offense, Jim. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So, sorry, I just corrected you. I'm probably going to lose Pooh Bear points for that. Yeah, you're going to lose Pooh Bear points. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so. I'm sorry. What were you going to say? And so I'm thinking this weather is pretty shitty. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm over it. Oh, yeah. You know, I was doing some math. You realize, like, you know, because we can get snow in October. Yeah. You can get snow October to May. Well, not exactly. April. Let's just say April. So that's October, November, December, January, February, March, April. Seven out of 12 months. Oh, I'm, I, I'm starting to come around to the way you're thinking about this it's you know it's too long it's fucking terrible yeah we need to be snowbirds no yeah i don't know maybe yeah i think we do i think eventually i mean we're we're closer to that than i mean it's it's time to start thinking about that it really is i mean i'm 51 you're considerably older so So, all right. Don't, well, what did you call me? Nothing. Did you call me a cockhead? <laughs> yeah. All right. What time are you leaving me today? I don't know. I got to go run some errands first. And right. then Maddie has, gets out of class at noon. So we'll probably leave here. She'll, she's probably going to come here around two-ish or so. And then we'll leave from there. All right. Yeah. Okay, I got I got big plans. I got a I got a Ben and Eric tonight at, or today at four p.m. Uh-huh. Hockey game, a hockey game, hockey game. I've got a funeral to attend tomorrow. Yeah, uh, and then another hockey game on Saturday, and then family dinner on Sunday. My God, yeah. Justin's so, birthday. Justin's birthday. So you have to go grocery shopping. Yeah, I'm all about it. Pooh Bear points. Yes. Yeah. And then somewhere in between there, maybe you should, you know, maybe you could put a piece of tape up in the basement or. Yes, I have. Uh, I, yes. I, hey, I'm all about it, man. I got nothing mm-hmm. slowing me down. Nothing going to break okay. my stride. Okay. I'm thinking. Maddie gets out of school in a month or so and, you know, she's going to want a place to hang out. So. Yeah. Just let you know. Okay. I'm getting there. All right. Everybody's busting my balls about that damn basement. It's going to get yeah. done. You know what else has to get done is uh, all that uh, uh, the outside of the house has to get painted too. So there's oh, a for sure that's like actually I've actually made a list of things that are uh, very pertinent oh, to yeah. our house. Yeah, 
And that is one of them because it's looking like shit. I know it does. All that paint's like peeling. Our, our, our nice house is. It's a nice. It's a great house. It is. Shit. It is becoming an. It looks like the fucking Adam's family house. It's a shit show. Yeah, so I've that had needs it. To be done like I'm, next I'm, month. Hey, I'm all about it, man. Okay, but that you're, that's not going to be a Eric job. I'm just telling you that right now. That because you can't do the basement and the, paint the outside of the house in a short period of time. The hell it's I can't. You over two years for the basement. No. So. Uh, well, hey, the basement. You just wait. As soon as I get some uh, momentum, I have been waiting. I'm telling you. For two I'm years. telling you. This is gonna. I got big plans to do all this shit. And okay, well, um, hey, do you ever talk to Dreamy Eyes anymore? Who's that? Uh, that painter guy, Mike Lee's. Yeah, maybe he could paint our outside of our house. No, I'm, You're I'm not doing, doing that. It. Yeah, the I'm hell, I'm not. Right now, you are not doing. It. I am doing it. You're not the no, boss you are of not, me. Eric, yeah. Hey, no, I am the boss of you. Right now, I am the boss. Bullshit. Of you. You are not doing the basement and the outside of the house. Yes, I am. Done by summer. It's gonna so get done, doing. and I don't want. And if okay. any of these, I'm I'm done talking about this because then I start getting agitated, and I don't want to be in a. Well, bad why mood, can't so. I? Why can't I work on my house? Are you telling me I can't work on my own house? Is that yeah, what you're telling you can, me? But you're not going to get it all done in a timely manner. Do you have a crystal but, like ball? I said it's taking you two you years crystal- to even wow. think about the basement. Tell, so, show me where your crystal ball is. Okay, you're not doing the outside of the house. That's, I'm just that's that not right true. First and by all, the way, it's too high up. I don't want you dead. No, I'm not going to be dead. It needs to be done in a timely manner. And you, Zaniacs, stay story. away from my house. I'm talking to you. I, hey, yeah. stay away from my house or I swear to God I'll shoot you. Stay yeah. away from the house. Right, I got to go. Okay. I'm getting agitated. Okay, bye. I'm going to do it. Do it. I'm, it's my job. Thank you. Right, bye. bye. I don't want any help. I'm not kidding you. No. Thank you, but no thank you. I don't want any of this uh, renegade zaniac shit going on. Stick to doing things like putting magnets on the back of my car subversively. Do not. I'm not kidding you. If you're at my house, I'm going to kick the ladder out from under you. And that's the end of it. No, I, that's my job. I want to do it. Gives me, you know, because I spend all my time doing this fucking podcast. And not that I'm complaining. I shouldn't say fucking podcast, but, uh. I want to do that. I, uh, I was, you know, I mean, seriously, don't do that. I know how you guys think. You're always trying to do stuff like that, but no, 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 no. And she is, uh, no, I'm putting my foot down and that's it. You, you guys know that once I put my mind to something, it gets done. So shut up. Uh, can't drop the E at a U. Says the name of my arch nemesis. Dean will paint a mural of himself looking into your bedroom window. Oh, God. Immediately, the value of the home would drop to an all-time low. Uh, Kenny says, I think she made it pretty clear. She said, you're not doing it. Well, she doesn't have a choice. What is she going to do? Is she going to kick the ladder out from under me? No. Work smart, not hard. Stay in your lane, Zane. Hire it out and get out the checkbook. Uh, no, I uh, I am going to get out of my lane. In fact, I'm making my own lane, and that's it. I am doing it. Not you, not anybody else. I'm not hiring anyone. I'm doing it. Lisa says, hello. Remember, my husband fell off the roof. Don't do it, Eric. Well... Okay, 
So are you suggesting that because your husband fell off the roof, I'm going to fall off the roof? All right, go ahead. Laugh it up. Every All of you go ahead and doubt me. That's all. I'm surrounded by doubters. No one, no one gives me uh, any support. Eric will zipper merge into the lane. He'll wait until the last second and then hire someone to do it. Melissa calls me stubborn. Lisa says she's going to fall. Boy, you guys all know how to predict the future, don't you? There you go. Malicious 1313 says, I believe in you. Kenny says, if you do fall off the roof, this pod, the podcast today will be crazy to quote or play clips of in a year. We all run the house and we know it's not Eric, says Andrea. Uh, Lisa says, your house is twice as high as mine. DBZ1414 says, I believe in you. Thank you. Aram says, I believe in you, Eric. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Kate says, Lisa's suggesting there's always a possibility for accidents. Accidents. No one ever plans for accidents. Whatever. You can do it, says Shmoo Money. I appreciate that. All right. That's enough of that shit. Uh, yesterday I come walking down the steps and, uh, the amount of urine on the kitchen floor, it was like, wow, I got a real good idea of how big, uh, well, I'm assuming it was O'Neill. I'm pretty sure it was because you ever see those videos where there's like more than one dog and there's garbage all over the, uh, all, all over the house. And the person shooting the video says, all right, who did it? The first dog's like wagging his tail and the next dog, the other dog's like ears are up and then dog threes, tails down, ears are down. He's staring in the corner like, you know, that was O'Neal. And I go, I, I didn't even say anything. I come walking down there and there's so much urine there on the floor. And this says, this never happens. He must've really had to go. And I hadn't, we had just taken a walk like, you know, not that much, uh, uh, prior and so I was way confused and it was like Exxon Valdez amount of urine. And, uh, I knew it couldn't be Benny because it didn't smell Benny. For some reason, his urine smells bad. I think because he doesn't get enough water. It's super concentrated. Um, and Bruce is just like, he's running through it and tracking it through the house. And O'Neill is, I go, who did this? And his ears go down. He's like, oh, no, it was me. I did it. Like, oh, my God. So, uh, you know, clean that horrible mess up. I, I used nearly half a, an entire roll of bounty. I mean, just like laying it on top of there. Oh, my God. Outrageous. This show happens each and every weekday at about the same time, uh, 8 a.m. From the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio, you can watch it as it happens live. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. I need to go over a lot of specifics about what I do in just a second. But just know that Twitch and Facebook are brought to you by uh, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Follow me on Facebook. 
Uh, follow the show on Twitch. Twitter, brought to you by Blue Frost IT, at Eric Zane Show. And the almighty YouTube, Eric Zane Show on YouTube. Subscribe, excuse me, subscribe to the channel, bell notification, off you go. Brought to you by Frank Fuss, my policy shop insurance. Um, this is my Pat McAfee. This is Pat McAfee. Okay, tell me what's going on. He's got that great microphone, but there's so much distance. It has that other side of the room sound to it. I hate it. Just, you know, get a get a mic on your face, man. I'm finally over the Will Smith thing. Will Smith and um, Chris Rock. I'm just like, okay, enough. I've had it. There's nothing more to talk about. Uh, okay, let me get to this email from Tom. Tom is new to... I mean, he's always been aware of what I do, but he's the guy that sent that email um, earlier this week, and he said, I, I'm putting my foot down. I don't want to listen to your old show anymore, so I'm exclusively going to listen to you. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you, you could listen to both. I'm, you know, it's not like uh, there's rules. But the guy was pissed, and he doesn't – he's, like, pissed at that show. And so – He's like going all in on on this show. And um, so he's kind of getting caught up. And there's a lot of things Tom Tom P. doesn't know. So he's been sending me a lot of emails with questions. So now is a great time to get that in order so that everybody else is caught up to speed. I'm guessing that uh, most everyone here knows what's going on in my life. Um, but here's his questions. First of all, he's making a mug for me, a tumbler. He's sending me an engraved tumbler. Uh, I'm like that's that's terrific. So uh, he's he's writing about that, and then he says, uh, "What is or who is JFK or KFL or whatever you call him? Would you give me the backstory?" Yes. Now Tom used to listen uh, listen to me on the radio when I was on the radio, and uh, Tom, you may re remember the story of the hot zester when I was driving on that hot summer's night on the way home, back home from the uh, ball game, and I farted. And the fart went up and hit the air conditioner, which was blasting into the back of the car. And uh, <laughs> the guy in the back seat was one of the Doobie Brothers. Kevin and he puked on his pants from the fart that's and I described the fart as the hot zester that's in a nutshell what happened this is also the guy who if you remember also told stories about he had a uh, bad hernia that he would not get repaired and so like two-thirds of his small intestine was in his ball sack and I'm not kidding you. You could see it through his pants. Um, it, it's like he was smuggling a giant grapefruit. His name is Kevin. It's Diana's brother. Well, um, the other half of the Doobie brothers passed away suddenly. It'll be two years in July, July 14th. And um, 
Well, he had nowhere to go, and that is Diana's last living direct relative, so come on in. He is part of the family now. He's 61 years old, and he is on disability, and um, he is, uh, well, he had a lobotomy on his temporal lobe of his brain years ago. And what that has done is it's affected his filter. The thing that keeps us from acting like assholes and doing ridiculous things all the time. You know, when we want the thing that wasn't working when Will Smith hit Chris Rock. So his filter is fucked up. The prefrontal cortex on his brain is compromised after what they did and the years of seizures um, that brought on the lobotomy because he's epileptic and the very powerful medicine he takes. It's all a big hodgepodge of craziness that makes him act out. So uh, his name being Kevin, he became known as No Filter Kevin or the NFK. That's him. Now, um, since I work from home all the time, uh, I'm with him all the time. And he also just had a uh, massive neck surgery to fuse bones and a really complex thing because he suffered a spinal cord injury, the most ridiculous spinal cord injury you could ever imagine because it was brought on by neglect. He suffered from spinal stenosis from arthritis of those spinal bones, the vertebrae, the C whatever, C1 or C2 or C, I don't know, several of them. And rather than going to the doctor to get this corrected, they just did nothing, these two. And uh, so slowly his spinal cord was getting uh, like damaged from bones crushing it. So he's losing mobility slowly but surely. Well, when he moved in with us, Diana said, um, being that you're my last living direct relative, I want you to live a long time. So you know, one of the things you're going to have to do is go to the doctor. So that started this process of lots of doctor visits to get him caught up. We're like fix, We're like flipping a house here. That's what we're doing. Well, he's doing much better. But I, since I'm always here, am the caregiver, Tom. I'm the one who has to scrub his asshole. So when you hear me telling stories about giving this guy a shower and clipping his fingernails and his toenails, that's me. I'm doing that. That's why my Pooh Bear points are at an all-time high, because I take care of the queen of the forest, my wife, uh, her brother. So that's where you go. Which, by the way, in the royalty of things, if she is the queen of the forest... And my kids are the prince and the princesses of the forest. What does that make him in the lineage? Would he be like a duke or something? How does that even work? I don't know. Um, so that's the explanation there for that, buddy. And if you're new, now you know. He says, I'm trying to bring myself up to speed on everything. I've known you for uh, years. I know you don't know me, but I feel like you're the brother that I never had. I'm 51 years old, and I know you're in that ballpark too. Yes, I'm also 51. You and I have the same opinions of many things, but not everything. Keep up the awesome work. You're from Hastings, so you're no doubt you voted for Trump. I did too, but I'm not. I would never vote for Trump. 
nor will I vote for a Republican in the next election unless if there's some Hail Mary that uh, gets caught late. Uh, He says, keep up the awesome work. Then he says, also, what the fuck is tier one and tier two podcasts? (laughs) I didn't realize there were different levels. He says, I want to be top level. I want to support you. You, Diana, and the kids, who I'm sure are old enough by now to take care of themselves. Boy, you have been. It has been a while since you've listened. Looking forward to the next podcast. Signed, Tom. Uh... We can call you Clueless Tom because you don't know shit about what's going on around here. Okay. Just so you know, what you're listening to, the free podcast, is the free podcast. But at some point during the free podcast, I talk about the Patreon podcast. Patreon is another brand, uh, another platform. Okay. Um, it's a paywall. So what I do is I finish this free podcast up and then I do a second podcast that people pay for. If they're tier one, it's five bucks a month. If they're tier two, it's 10 bucks a month. Tier one is just the audio. Tier two is the audio, the video. And the live streams. Okay. I'll have to, I might have to explain that more in depth to you. I don't know if that's going to resonate because you're old as fuck like I am and you're in Hastings. So you're probably not very worldly. And I say that all tongue in cheek. Tier one and tier two um, are part of Patreon. P A T R E O N, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. It's more content. Like, what the hell are you talking about, Eric Zane? I might have a new, um, you guys familiar with Purple East in Grand Rapids? It's a smoke shop. I heard from them. They reached out to me and this is, um, I'm not sure I'd have to get more information as to what they do at Purple East. Let me check the website. Purple East, Grand Rapids. <sighs> Website? Nothing? Facebook? Okay, there you go. Purple East has been the premier head shop and alternative lifestyle boutique in Grand Rapids since 1974. I'm not exactly sure what you're buying there. I don't know if you can buy actual pot. Someone, some of you may know I'm on a fact finding mission because they reached out to me about, uh, possible marketing on the podcast. And there's a, um, a new owner. His name is drew. The old owner got deported. And this might work out because I just uh, got fired by Horizon Hydroponics. I don't know if they're exactly the same business. I think there's, I think this is uh, less on the hydroponics, more on just get stoned and wear funny clothes. (laughs) But been around for a long time. 
Sorry, it just popped into my head. Uh, today is uh, oh, and by the way, Tom, you probably don't even know about if you don't even know about uh, Patreon, you sure as hell don't know about Twitch. That's where you can watch this show each and every day. Um, yeah, while I'm at it about Patreon, I do that show again today, the Patreon bonus podcast. When this one gets done, I will do the second podcast. And at 4 p.m. today, the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, who Cecil uh, cornered me at the YMCA, who's uh, also a follower of the show. He loves the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, and he said he wanted me to tell Ben that, so I will. Uh, thank you, Cecil, for checking it out. 4 p.m. today, we will be doing the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. If you are not invited to the live stream, send me an email on the Shoreliner Striping inbox, and I will get you an invite. If you're on Patreon and you don't see an invite to be part of the live audience, reach out to me and I'll add you to the list, to like the mailing list, you know? I send it out to like 50 or 60 people each and every show. We usually have about 20 people that sit there and watch it live. So there you go. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Uh, excited about uh, the icebreaker opener at Berlin Raceway on Saturday, April 16th. Tickets are just five bucks here in West Michigan for this event. Kids 15 and under get in free. Man, I really like that they go the extra mile at Berlin to make it so that you and your family can get to the races without spending that much money. I mean, that is exceptional. That is really looking into the uh, lifestyle of the average person who just wants to go and do something fun on the weekend after a long, hard week of work. And I really, really think that that is excellent. Now, the opening weekend is five bucks. But even for the rest of the season, it's just 12 bucks to get in, okay? And still, 15 and under, get in free. So you can also bring a 12 by 18 cooler, no glass and no alcohol. So um, if you want to go buy your beer at the concession stand, that's great. But you can also pack whatever you want, Kentucky Fried Chicken, put it in the cooler, and a couple of juice bags for the kids, uh, that's ridiculously cost effective. Okay. For the races, bring some air protection for the, for the kids, for sure. Berlinraceway.com. I want you to buy tickets for the opener. I am going to be there April 30th with the Zaniacs dropping the green flag. And I'm going to be sitting in the grandstand with you, the audience. So make sure you get tickets for that one. Come out to that one and hang out with me April 30th. But April 16th, two weeks away, is the opener. Two weeks from tomorrow, okay? BerlinRaceway.com. I'm very excited to be their marketing partner, part of the Eric Zane Show podcast. If you get a chance to, uh, uh, when you get your tickets, if you talk to anybody, if you get to the races, whoever it is, whoever's got a Berlin Raceway shirt, mention the Eric Zane Show podcast. I'm going to be there for several events this year, and uh, I'm very, very excited about the partnership with them. And um, thank you to Andrew and Jeff and the crew over there uh, for making uh, me part of their uh, part of their marketing. I just realized I got to adjust this camera right now because um, 
it's just a little bit wonky, and I want to make sure that Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid can be seen. There they are. All right. Thank you to Berlin Raceway. While I'm at it. Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the Eric Zane Show podcast. Now they do contracted work. They do project work. They do uh, spot fixes for equipment that's just not running right. Some of your employees work from home. You might need that. Uh, and they also do managed work. Managed work is, well, you don't want them at, you don't want to have to call them because that means something's wrong. But what managed work is, as a managed IT service provider, I, me, I have uh, Alan from Blue Frost IT on retainer, basically. I give him a very small amount of money each month. And if anything goes wrong, he can, in an instant, be on top of it. He can remote into my tech, take care of any problem that way, or if it's something that involves a little more effort, he's here. He comes here physically and takes care of me. Prior to that, I hired him for project work. I sat down with him. I told him exactly what I need to make the podcast run, and he uh, uh, secured everything to make sure that I had the right computer. He actually had to build it. You can do that too. Sometimes it just involves buying the right stuff because if you decide to do it on your own as a business owner or whatever it may be, um, you might buy too little, too much, or the wrong stuff. My point is reach out to Blue Frost IT. They can help you with all of this. They've been voted number one in West Michigan for the last three years. And that's by their peers. Blue Frost IT, 616-285-50. All right. Quick shout out to Mario for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. NMLS number 3035. Doesn't matter where you are, you can get a mortgage from Mario. The hell is Daisy doing over there? Reach out to Mario, uh, and he'll uh, get you started with terrific, terrific service. That's what he is uh, known for. Um, yeah, even if you've worked with someone in the past, just give Mario a call and see what he has to say about uh, what you're attempting to do. You could have great credit. You could have not so great credit. He takes everybody, and he will work tirelessly for you. 231 Zero five. Please support the sponsors that support the Eric Zane Show podcast. That is the only way this thing works. Sure, you can have people watching your podcast. Um, and you can have sponsors. But if the two don't coexist and uh, co-mingle, I guess, nothing works. So thank you in the past. If you've uh, called on sponsors, please continue to do that. And um, then we'll be able to do this, well, forever or at least as long as I possibly can until I get aphasia. All right. I hope I don't get that. Throughout this house, we have, uh, let's see, how many urns do we have? I got Dave, who died two years ago, July. 
We have that urn. We've got uh, the urn that has my mother-in-law. I take it back. Her ashes were divided. Um, we have a small urn. The big urn of the mother-in-law is in the ground. They act, we actually buried the urn along with my father-in-law at the uh, National Cemetery in Holly, Michigan. Veteran. Veterans. Veteran Cemetery. Um, so a small an, enough, probably like a coffee cup amount of the ashes of Diane's mom. Brother-in-law. And then we've got uh, Lola, Lucy, Fencer, the cat, and Buddy Bob cat-faced. Why am I telling you this? Because I just saw the coolest damn thing. I am all about this. You can turn the ashes of your loved ones into a rock. And look at that. Parting stone. Founded by some guy in Ohio. Creates solidified remains that look like flat stones after loved ones are created. They say it's, uh, you, you got about six cups of ashes. After somebody uh, passes and they're cremated. And that can make like 60 to 80 stones. This is excellent because, you know, you got these stupid urns all over the place, at least in our house. And it's like, God, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want all these urns all over the place. It's it's uh, it's a little weird. I mean, I, 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 for some reason, I think it's just different. It would be better if there, if there were if there were rocks. It's just kind of uh, something a little bit more poignant than an urn uh, full of ashes. Rob mentions a tree pod burial. I don't know what that is. Isn't there a company where you can have? Uh, you can like uh, taxidermy. You can take the body and and make it into a uh, like a like a you know how you have like a deer head on the wall. Taxidermy human body. No, you cannot taxidermy a person. I don't know why I thought that. I thought there was, wasn't there some story of some kid, some guy in a corner, just, they, they, they yeah, I don't know. I could have swore I saw that. Parting stone takes the ashes created by cremation and turns them into 60 to 80 polished stones. Okay, so in my mind, if I have this company, I just have a bunch of these rocks and then the, the people come up to you and they go, here's the ashes for my loved one. We want you to make them. Enter. And you go, okay, well, thank you. Yes, well, uh, utmost care. And then you take the ashes and you throw them in the garbage. And then you get the rocks, put them in a box. The rocks, you know, for the rocks that you're giving them, it costs you like half a penny. And then you charge them $650. And then, boom, you're in business. Now, 
what I don't know won't hurt me. So I think that's a great business model. I can't say for sure that this is what they're doing, but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking that that's what could be happening. Founder Justin Crow said the stones, which look like a lot of uh, smooth white rocks, you'd skip. Uh, leave it. If that were, if these rocks were at my house and my kids, if Jim was young and we had these rocks, I can guarantee you he would have done that. Taken the rocks of Diane's mom and thrown them because of the classic story of when Jim was probably 10 years old, my son, who's now 26. And Diana was, uh, cleaning off the mantle and she's like what the hell is going on here there was a lot of uh, debris on top of it you know where this is going and then her eyes go over to this urn the same one we have and it's it's open it's like you can tell it's been screwed with and she's like but she's looking at the ashes and she's looking at the urn and then you know there's three kids names she can call but you know she goes does the math in her head Jim! puts down his vector man uh game sega genesis comes running down the steps what 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 jim did you touch this and he's like mom okay mom 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 calm down okay mom mom calm down and she's like Tell me what you did. Did you open this urn? And <laughs> the quote was, Mom, I had a, 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 a lapse in judgment and I opened it and it spilled. And so he did a terrible job of cleaning it up. And then she's like, well, that's just great, Jim, because now your grandma's on this pledge wipe. And he goes, oh, my God. <laughs> he goes running out of the room. Everybody's freaking out, man. Completely. Everybody lost their shit. I wasn't home. I wish I could have seen that. But ah yeah. now, That was more of a hothead than I probably would have beat his ass. You know, acted like it's the end of the world. It wasn't. You just, you know, no big deal. There's a couple of bone chunks in there. And uh, he goes, and then when it, things calm down, he's like, I just wanted to see what it was like. I was just curious. He's a pretty normal kid. No big deal. So you just take it to a uh, fucking mortician. They they seal it appropriately. And then that's it. What solidified remains are is a design solution for the uncomfortable experience of ashes, says this dude. Um. Company's only been around since 2019, and they're now in about 350 funeral homes in the U.S. and Canada. That is awesome. I'd love to hear that. Come up with an idea and a way to do this shit, and then they sell it to the funeral home. So then, you know, uh, once you're there, then the funeral home worker, when you're sitting across. Okay, so this is how it is. Someone dies, and then um, you're sitting there across from the funeral home uh, person, salesperson, whatever, and they're. Uh, really, really sorry that your loved one passed. Uh, it's only going to cost you uh, $90,000 for the coffin. And uh, and then another uh, $50,000 for the grave plot. And then for our services, um, it's going to cost you another $30,000. So, um, And then um, if you want, you can take uh, the ashes and put them and make them rocks. So uh, the entire cost of the funeral 
um, for you who have uh, $10,000 of savings is $170,000. Uh, we feel that that is affordable and fair. So what do you think? I like uh, when you're driving down the road and you see that nowadays there's billboards that say, um, I don't know, something like uh, cheap funeral or cheap cremation, 99, 99, like 900 bucks or something like that. It's, it's dirt cheap in some, some places. Um, that's the option, man. You just do that turn it okay if you can burn the body for a thousand bucks and then all right i'll go i'll I'll give you 650 for the rock collection because this is just a nice centerpiece i mean it's well i guess it's it's a little macabre to say yeah that's your brother that's your that's your dad he's become rocked but it's tastefully done i like this i look at see this this image right here this hot chick she's opening up the box she's like oh yeah this is my dad this is so nice. Terry says, funeral home, quote, we're so glad your loved one is dead. Um, it's always weird. Um, when my pal Brian Belgraf died, um, there was... Um, well, I, I was dealing with the funeral home on behalf of Brian's wife. And um, out on the floor of the funeral home, everybody's, you know, acting. All the p- funeral home workers, they're very somber, as you would expect. And they're all acting because I then went into the back office about the payment and Everybody there is, it's like an office, like in the, in the actual show, the office, everybody's laughing. The same people that were somber one minute on one side of the door are like, have this hilarious attitude about life. You know, it's like, Oh God, I guess it makes sense. You don't want them walking out saying, Hey, pull my finger. Just a weird, weird place. Weird industry, you know? Okay. So you can get the stones. Uh, this uh, Terry sent this story, and Terry, he's a big rock guy too, uh, rock and gems. So he probably uh, got this on one of his sites that he frequents. The stones that the company makes are different. According to the uh, guy who owns the place, they're designed to be nice to touch and hold. It's supposed to look more natural sitting on a shelf or a table. Crow's second grandfather, who was a big supporter of the idea, would die a few years later. He knew he'd become stones. Some of his grandfather's stones sit on his office desk. Others are with family members in other states. This is great. The lab is in Santa Fe, New Mexico. I'm sorry. I said six cups, about 10 cups of ashes. When someone is cremated, about 10 cups of ashes are sent there. The ashes are refined into a fine powder. Water and a small additive are mixed in and they become clay-like. Then Crow said the stones are formed and put into a hot furnace where they come out almost like ceramics. So can you do a special order? Like if you're a porn star, you know where I'm going with this. Can you uh, take the ashes and then pay extra amount and have them shaped like a big stiff dick or actually the guy's dick? 
like before he dies, he gets his dick stiff and then they do a mold of his dick. And then you make a big dick rock with like his, his name on it. Uh, rest in peace. So-and-so football if tom brady dies we can make him into a stone football you see this is another great idea they can span on expand on customizable uh dick rock football rock the stones are then polished and clean how'd you like to be the poor slob polishing and cleaning the stiff dick rock average person becomes about 65 to 80 stones the process costs 695 dollars people can learn more at partingstone.com. There you go. This is a commercial. I should reach out to these folks. What do you say we do a partnership? You can market on the podcast, Parting Stone. I like it. I'm all about it. I, I would absolutely do this. I don't know if I'd do this for my pets, but uh, maybe we should break the news to Diana and the NFK about doing that with David's remains. I don't know. All right. Oh. Andrea says, my mom wishes she had made a mold of my dad's dick now. Boy, if that's true, what an odd thing to say for her and then you. I, I mean, what, what child wants to talk about their dad's dick? God, you guys are a handful. You know that? I hope that's a joke. I wouldn't even joke about that. Melissa from PA says, how can you go from cremation to big dick rock? Only on this show. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Daisy snoring up a storm. I want to share uh, this with you. Uh, let's see. Russell uh, Westbrook. Now, I don't know shit about the Los Angeles Lakers or basketball, but I know an entitled asshole when I see one. Uh, I guess the Lakers suck this year. Russell Westbrook is doing a press conference a few, a few days ago, and he didn't like something that the reporter asked him and they kind of had a the, the reporter didn't back down and i kind of like how that went check this out first either that now you guys are actually the 11th seed <clears throat> so you're out of the playing game what changes going forward he said you're out of the play in game so if they were a little bit higher they would have a chance to make the playoffs but right now they're struggling and the season's winding down and he's like, you know, right now you're you're on the outside looking in. What changes do you have to make? Which is typical just to try to get the guy talking. Maybe he can explain a little about what's on his mind. But you see, this guy's a dick, okay? So he can't just answer. So you're out of the playing game. What changes going forward? Nothing, man. Nothing. Why is that? Now, he's looking straight down. He's not even looking at the guy. Why is that? So you've play, been playing shitting what, shitty. What are the changes? No changes. Reporter says, why is that? Because it doesn't. What does it change? We still got games to play. 
other teams still got games to play. We still got to play teams that's above us in the play-in. Don't really change much. Even that's okay. You know, I actually get that. We just still go out there and do our jobs. And if we're professional, uh, you know, hopefully win some basketball games. You know, whatever. You just give a give any type of answer. But these guys, they can't, you know, they can't actually. They, they let it get under their skin because they're soft as fuck. Thank you, Russ. What do you think should change? All right. You see, now, now it gets fun. This guy says... What do you, the player says to the uh, reporter, what do you think should change? Hold on a second. Let me back up. What do you think should change? Winning. He says, the reporter says winning. (laughs) And then that pisses Russell Westbrook off. Okay, that's obvious. What do you think should change? Winning. Winning games, playing hard. Mm -hmm. Ask, you ask the question, I gave you an answer. Okay, uh, now he's getting up and storming away because he's a pussy. Winning. And then he, has, he says it again, and then Russell Westbrook gets bent out of shape and storms away like the bitch that he is. Okay, that's obvious. What do you think should change? Winning. Winning games, playing hard. Mm-hmm. Ask, you ask the question, I gave you an answer. That's fine. You got to ask for winning? Hi. You have to ask for winning? I'm not out there playing. Maybe I think I'm... You give me the answer to the future. <laughs> exactly. So, well, I don't have the answer. You know, exactly. If so, you don't have it, you out there, I so can't have it. If you ask me to have an answer, you don't have it either. Well, maybe. but I don't play, Russell. If you, I want to get the information from you so that I can I'm give only it one to person, champ. Right. It's a team okay. game. Right. So I don't, I don't have an answer. Okay. I mean, I may have it. I don't have it. It's all good. But I'm asking the pros who know the game, play the game. Yeah, yeah. What you got. So, Russell Westbrook asking a reporter, what do you think should change? Well, First of all, he doesn't care. Russell Westbrook doesn't care what that guy thinks, but he asks him anyway because he thinks that he should be confrontational. So the guy gives him a shitty answer, I don't know, winning, and this pussy gets all butthurt about it. Guys, what do you think you can do to make it your point, their point, their vice versa? That's what I'm asking. No, I really don't. I respect that. And the reporter's smarter than Westbrook. So he makes him look like the bitch that he is. <laughs> like this this dude next to him. He's like, oh, fuck, I just want to get out of here. Okay, now they're like slapping five and the shit like that and smiling. But we all know that uh, that doesn't mean anything. Will Smith was smiling at Chris Rock and then he smacked the fuck out of him. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, guys, make sure I record that. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I give the reporter credit on that for, uh, you know, not getting flustered. These Some of these athletes think that they can uh, bully their way into uh, some type of submission to the reporter. But uh, that is that is great. <laughs> Uh, uh, Nick says anyone can say winning dude give me a real strategy and I guess my my yeah that's true I would say so wait a minute here are you telling me you're are you asking me because you really want me to give you an answer or are you I mean come on now uh, Nick says on the inside he was shitting his pants Eric don't fool yourself well yeah I mean maybe but I think he did a good job of uh, of, of hanging in there 
I mean, sometimes when you're scared to still stand in there and not make it look like you're scared is great. You know, I love this guy. Whoever the fuck that dude is that looked like a young Al, uh, a young and fat Al Roker. Who, by the way, I think Al Roker looked better fat. I he uh, God, I I've never been able to get comfortable with a thin Al Roker. I know that's going to help him live a long time. You know, there are no uh, 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 young fat guy or old fat guys, but uh, fuck, he's something off about him. The same type of feeling I got when I saw Wesley Snipes at the Oscars. What the fuck was up with that? Jesus. That was terrible. Okay. You can hire me on Cameo. This is something else that uh, uh, Tom P is going to ask about. What's Cameo? What, is, what What the fuck is going on with that thing? Uh, all right. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. It's a fun way to have me roast your friends or you or give you some words of inspiration or say something nice to your kids. or And I can make them as sweet or as mean as you want me to make them. They're just 15 bucks. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. No better value on Cameo. I put a lot of energy into those and make sure that you get your money's worth. And, you know, honestly, anything more than that, uh, for a ham and egger like me is, uh, is, uh, is, is way too much. Takes me two minutes of my time and, uh, they're fun and I can even do them live on the podcast. If you choose, I just hold up my phone, do the cameo and it's a winner and, uh, off you go and you can, uh, have it done and then have, you can send it off to people as a gift cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Okay. I'm two months into a yearly marketing schedule with Frank Fuss, the Medicare Advantage Plan expert. And Frank is like, Eric, I got to have a certain number of calls a month for this. I mean, it doesn't matter if I get them all in the last month, as long as it averages out to three a month for me helping people with their Medicare plans, then this is going to be a terrific return on investment. This is probably my biggest, biggest, um, I don't want to say concern, but my biggest goal for winning when it comes to sponsorship. So if you respond to Frank the Tank Fuss, as you should all of the sponsors at some point in time, okay, that's going to put this thing in high gear. And that is very, very good for me and him because he gives me money to market on this show. Okay. If you call him, he's going to be like, fuck yes, this thing's awesome. Let's keep it going. That keeps the lights on. All right. This is the specifics. If you are under 65, you listening. Okay. This doesn't apply to you. But if you are over 65 or you know someone who is, this does apply to you. The key is you know someone who is. Family, family member, loved one, friend, whatever it may be. If they're utilizing Medicare, it's important that they get a Medicare checkup from Frank. And that takes five minutes of their time and zero dollars. And the benefits there are unbelievable because... A lot of people, when they get started on Medicare, they miss things. They don't check the right boxes and they have the wrong insurance that 
is afforded to them because they paid into it their entire earning life. But now that they're taking advantage of it, they might not have the right policy. And that's not great because if you do have a heart attack or they have a heart attack or something, you're stuck with a uh, 80-20 copay because you did it wrong. That would have been the NFK had Frank not intervened. My point in all of this is reach out to Frank Fuss on behalf of your loved one. Mention me and off you go. 616-914-4070. Or go to buyinsurancehere.com. Thank you, Frank the Tank Fuss. Can make sure, he's going to make sure that you have the right policy in place for your Medicare plan. The Medicare advantage plan expert is frank fuss he also works with life insurance auto insurance any type of insurance under the sun frank can help you okay if you have any insurance question if you if you're like hey i don't know if i should do this reach out to me first individually and i can help you i can i can tell you what he's capable of doing because frank is my guy he um helped me buy my insurance on the marketplace obamacare because i have to buy my own insurance because i'm self-employed he helped me with that he's an absolute whiz all right you can reach out to me anytime eric at ericzaneshow.com on the shoreliners striping inbox Thank you to TC Paintball. You're looking for something fun to do this weekend. Schedule a party at TC Paintball Party for tomorrow. Um, They're open seven days a week, TC Paintball. Drop-ins any day of the week. Probably the exception is Saturday because everybody's uh, showing up there with planned parties at TC Paintball. Online at tcpaintballgr.com, a fully stocked pro shop. You've got the indoor uh, facility. You can play 12... um, all year round and then as it warms up we're gonna go outside he's got two uh, places to play the village uh, as it's described and the air ball uh, field okay there you go tc paintball online at tcpaintballgr.com and then full house comedy we've got comedy going on this weekend at uh, full house comedy you can get tickets for any of the shows at fullhousecomedy.com uh, tonight featured Eleanor Kerrigan at Grand Rapids Comedy Club, part of Creston Brewery. She's got, uh, let's see, how many shows? 7 and 9.30 tonight, and she's also appearing Saturday for two shows. Also in town, Elm, uh, Emma Willman is at the listening room. She has a a show on Friday. She has a show on Saturday two, and then one on Sunday at the park theater. And then Donnie Baker is in town tonight. Back alley comedy club in Muskegon is Donnie Baker. All right. There you go. Fullhousecomedy.com for tickets for these shows and any of the upcoming shows. I see also, Oh, I forgot to mention this Saturday, Christopher Titus, is at Back Alley Comedy Club for two shows at 7 and 9.30. Uh, let's see. John Rudnitsky is coming to town in a week, as is uh, Vince Carone, Rob Little, C. Full Calendar. I like taking a look at the uh, upcoming months, see how we're doing in May. Uh, Harlan Williams, John Heffron. 
Helen Wong and her enormous cleavage. Uh, let's see here. Liz Mealy. Chad Kroger and J.T. Parr. Chad Kroger. Why do I know that name? Is that the Nickelback guy? It can't be the same dude. No, it's not the same dude. Chad Kroger, comedian. Yeah, it's a different dude. Can you imagine if it was Chad Kroger from Nickelback? Everybody starts throwing shit at the guy. Uh, Shane Smith is going to be a big one. That's um, Big Dick Donnie Veltman's favorite. He's coming Saturday or Friday, May 20th at Rockford Lanes. And then the Park Theater on Saturday. Oh, two shows on Saturday. One at Rockford Lanes. And he has to go to the Park Theater. Shit. Sam Tripoli also coming to town. Good job, Don. A lot of great shows. All right, I'm going to go uh, take a leak. I'll be right back. All right. Yesterday, I told you the story about uh, being part of that, uh, virtually that class on podcasting. And I sent the audio of me describing doing that to the two people that I was working with, John, the instructor, and uh, his uh, teaching partner, a lady by the name of Jennifer. And I always get a kick out of hearing people respond to what I talk about when I'm mentioning mentioning them specifically. Speaking of mentioning people, hello to Melinda right there in Tennessee, excuse me, who... um. Melinda just signed up for uh, a whole year of tier two Patreon. Thank you so much. That is, uh, that is, that is very, very kind of you. It makes me very, very happy. Thank you so much. Um, that is so cool. If you sign up for a year, you get to save 10%. So what was $120? She paid 108. She didn't have to worry about it for a whole year. Thank you so much, Melinda. You are awesome. Awesome. Awesome, so awesome. Okay, let's talk some abortion. <laughs> Shit. Okay, hang on a second here. Um, Rob sent this story along. Rob G. And I lost it, so I got to find it. Abortion. There is a um, an abortion activist who's kind of like a terrorist. Her name is Lauren Handy. And some time ago, I think in like 2020, she was involved in this deal where she walked up to an abortion clinic and um, she said, hey, I'm here to get an abortion. <clears throat> Yeah, my voice sounds like an abortion. And they go, all right, come on inside. And then, um, okay, she proceeded to lock herself to, like, the furniture, 
handcuff herself. And it was like a big, you know, big deal. And um, there was a lot of people involved in this thing. And it took a while for police to indict her. And they finally did go and arrest her at her place in D.C. This is her. She's she's uh, in front of her house just as the arrest was being made. And um, the cops showed up there and they went inside. And the next thing you know, they're like grossed out. And they come out, they go, oh, my God, we got a hazmat situation here. And then, like, they had to go in with the bio suits. Something's wrong. It was more than the cops bargained for. They just thought they were going to arrest her. And uh, and that was going to be it. But there, were, there was more to it than that. As um, the cops got a little bit more than what they bargained for. So, all right. This is uh, this is that story. It's probably going to have an ad to start. Of course. Of course there's a stupid ad. Hang on. Skip ad. Here we go. All right. It was video you saw here first on WUSA 9. Bizarre and chilling. Our crew was there yesterday as D.C. police collected five fetuses from inside the home of an anti-abortion rights activist. Her name, Lauren Handy. This was in the Capitol Hill neighborhood of Southeast along 6th Street. You heard right. Casey Nolan has been following new developments in this story. And Casey, there is more to this than just an investigation into why those fetuses were in that home. Yeah, that's right, Adam. Two separate investigations were told now happening at the same time. D.C. police want to know where these fetuses came from and how they got here. And then there are federal charges for alleged crimes at an abortion clinic. So you got a chick who's protesting abortions, who's collecting abortions. For as disturbing as it may sound, this, for now, police say, is... Yeah, I'm just, I'm just walking out of this house with an abortion. ...of an unsolved mystery. That's literally a van full of abortions. The, the van there is a punchline. It's the abortion van. Wednesday, acting on a tip, D.C. police raided this Capitol Hill apartment and found what the medical examiner confirms are the remains of five fetuses. Are they okay? Those fetuses were aborted in accordance with D.C. law. So we are not investigating this incident along those lines. Again, this all comes down to the poor guy who has to look at the fetuses. I mean, what a... What a line of work. You go home. Hey, honey, how was work? Ah, not bad. I got to I got to dissect five fetuses and find to find out if they were uh, uh, legally killed. If these babies were legally murdered, I've now hey, what's for dinner? You know? Doesn't speak anything criminal in nature right now about that, except for how they got into this house. It looks like this dude's in blackface. Look at the, it looks like a white guy in blackface. Does it not? What the fuck is going on with this guy? <laughs> and so we're continuing to look at that. At the same time, for a different case, the FBI is investigating the woman who lives here, where the fetuses were found. When Lauren Handy came home to find police had just raided her apartment, she had just been indicted in federal court. Handy, a self-described anti-abortion progressive, is one of nine people... Uh, translation, terrorist. 
people facing federal charges for conspiracy and obstructing patients and providers at a health services facility. Abortion is the most painful type of murder. The feds say this live stream is evidence that Handy was leading the group when they chained themselves to the chairs and blocked. Okay, these, yeah, this is from the actual moment that I was describing. The entrance at the Washington Surgery Clinic on F Street Northwest. No one should have to experience. Oh my God. Speaking of abortion, look at this chick's glasses. Uh, what the fuck? To access healthcare. Planned Parenthood of Metropolitan D.C. says they are familiar with Handy, who has faced lesser charges for previous protests. And have been disruptive. They have harassed patients. Handy had nothing to say to us except that people would be shocked when they found out what was in those evidence bags. The clinic where she's accused of committing the federal crimes had no comment. And today, someone at Handy's place told us they'll have a significant announcement next Tuesday, Adam. All right. Sounds like it's going to take some time before we're able to untangle this. whole. This is a very delicious story. Thank you so much for breaking down. Thank you for the shots of those abortions. Oh, my God. Where's that drop we used to play? Oh, all this talk about abortion is making me super wet. Uh, God, Adam, her slogan, avoid abortions, give them a handy. Most anti-abortionists are women no one wants to bang. <laughs> all right. Uh you're, you've already proven they are subhuman. Why give a shit if they are in someone's possession? Well, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think there's an investigation to determine that. Kids are dying to ride in that van. I apologize in advance. The thing about abortion is everyone's against abortion until like a baby comes out of nowhere. Then they're like, huh, may, maybe... Maybe I should. That'll probably piss somebody off. There's probably someone listening right now who's had an abortion and is is like, oh, no, wait a second here. Wait a second. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Holy shit. All right. Uh, thank you to the Just Chirpin podcast. I want you to check these boys out, justchirpin.com, for more information. Uh, and to get their podcast, they put a show out once a week. They have a hell of a good time, four bros doing it. They talk about a hell of a lot more than just podcasting. Good fun. Just Chirpin podcast. Uh, any of you eat magic mushrooms? Um. I don't know much about these. I just know that I think they're in the process of being decriminalized or legal in Oregon. Psilocybe. Cyanescence, a species of psychedelic mushrooms are being associated with what's known as wood lovers paralysis this is not good you don't want this to happen to you if you eat these mushrooms there is a potential problem that 
your body could just stop working for a period of time. Some people say they've uh, become temporarily paralyzed after eating magic mushrooms, an unproven risk that Oregon officials are taking seriously as the state becomes the first to legalize uh, Silas. I can't, it's, it's P-S-I-L-O, so psilocybin, I think is how you say it, which is the psychedelic ingredient in magic mushrooms for therapeutic use early next year. Quote, <clears throat> this person says, I couldn't even chew. <laughs> I had to scrape a chip back out of my mouth with my hand. One user who experienced wood lovers paralysis and asked to withhold their identity. Bob, another regular magic mushroom user who asked to omit his last name because of the uh, current illegality of psilocybin in most places, told Insider he'd experience wood lovers paralysis three times. On one occasion, Bob was crossing a street and without warning, his legs collapsed beneath him. He said, I had no control over them at all. I couldn't even bend at the knees. I began to drag my body off the street with just my arms and the help of my friend. So that immediately brings to mind one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen in film. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio on the Wolf of Wall Street when he took the fucking lewds that <laughs> I think he just described him as having a delayed reaction because they were so fucking old. And that <laughs> was fucking great. That whole sequence, think about that. You, I mean, that is why Martin Scorsese is the fucking best, even though he made that shit bag movie, The Irishman. The fact that he could take uh, a a movie like Wolf of Wall Street and that's a that's you know that's a drama and a comedy. I would say it's more comedy than it is drama. That's a fucking funny ass movie. One of my favorites of all fucking time. And when he the scene when he's at the top of the stairs and he fucking falls all the way down the stairs and he somehow gets into it was a great great scene and it took a while this is a long ass scene when he's crawling on the ground that's what i picture happened to this dude uh wood lover's paralysis is not a scientifically proven side effect of wood grown mushrooms but draft rules from oregon's psilocybin advisory board the expert panel guiding state decisions on how psilocybin is legally rolled out isn't that crazy to think that uh, a fungus just growing in the ground out of a piece of wood can have such an amazing effect on your brain and if you think back there had to be one guy or girl who picked that thing up however long ago and went right in the mouth and then oh my god an incredible trip survived it and for the rest of that person's life, they were like, we got to find more. This is all we do from this point going forward. Uh, and then told the world about it. And then they became illegal. Magic mushrooms. Hold on. 
Magic. Hold on. Keyboard's acting funny again. Magic Mushrooms Wiki. You know they've been around since like caveman times. Jesus. Early. Prehistoric rock arts suggest that this was used in religious rituals 6,000 years ago. So they're like drawing cave drawings of the of the mushroom and then guy with two X's on his eyes laying down with his tongue hanging out. <laughs> um, mushroom stones and motifs have been found in Guatemala. There you go, Kyler. A statuette dating from um, CA 200 CE. I've heard of BC, but I've never heard of CE. Depicting a mushroom strongly resembling um, the magic mushroom found in, in the West Mexican state of Colima in a tomb. Uh, modern. The first mention of hallucinogenic mushrooms in European medicinal literature was in the London Medical and Physical Journal in 1799. A man served these mushrooms. He had picked for breakfast in London's Green Park to his family. The, apoth the apothecary who treated them later described how the youngest child was attacked with fits of hysterical laughter. Nor could the threats of his father or mother refrain him. <laughs> Oops, hang on. I gotta hit the zenith. I don't think that worked. Did that work? No, it didn't work. Damn it. Plug your ears. Plug your ears. Did that work? Check, check. Hello, woof. Damn it. <laughs> this is ridiculous. So the idea that in 1799, the doc wrote down that the kid couldn't stop laughing and the mom and dad are like, shut up or we're going to beat your fucking ass. And the kids is like, ah! <laughs> in 1955, um, two people became the first. No, hold on a second. Are you there? I thought it was somebody's banging on the door. You think I'm on magic mushrooms? Uh, became the first known European-Americans to actively participate in an indigenous mushroom ceremony. The Wassons did much to publicize their experience, even publishing an article on their experiences in Life magazine in 1957. So this is uh, doesn't have that long rich of a modern history. Occurrences. Where do these species of mushrooms grow in the wild? Taking a look at this map, and they grow in Michigan. Um, yeah, forested areas. So, good luck on your uh, morel hunting. You can hunt for your uh, CE stands for common era. Thank you. 
You could be looking for your morels. And if you know what you're looking for, you could find the psychedelic mushrooms. All right. Uh, referencing the movie um, Fantastic Fungi on Netflix. Some believe human evolution was the result of magic mushrooms. Says first time uh, chat person, Maine Chris 87. Well, welcome. Shrooms grow on cow patties in pastures. All right. So anyway, you can become paralyzed. You can be like walking around and like, oh my God, I'm so fucked up. And then your, your body stops working, which is uh, causing a concern uh, for some of these folks who get this paralysis. Um, WLP, as it's known, is not a scientifically proven side effect yet of wood-grown mushrooms. The expert panel guiding state decisions on how psilocybin is legally rolled out is weighing in on this. A hint that even the hypothetical risk could influence what Oregonians have access to in 2023. Oregon is likely to ban almost all magic mushroom species apart from one that's considered safe to avoid the theoretical risk of WLP. So, yeah, that 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 might put slow down this thing of making this legal. Um, there are people being paralyzed in a field overnight because they're out for a walk and they lose the ability to use Damn it, I don't know what my problem is. To use the legs. I would personally take Woodlover's paralysis pretty seriously until we know more about it. According to a doc, a former um, psychiatry trainee who helped run a survey of 400 magic mushroom users in Australia to characterize the experience said there had been hundreds of reports of people saying they'd been unable to control parts of their body hours after taking magic mushrooms that tend to grow on wood. All right. I'll link it up. You can check it out on your own. There's more to the article. It just I just find it remarkable that this is even a thing. Magic mushrooms grow in the wild. Make your body become jelly. God, you know, I'm telling you, if I um, got into any type of uh, substance, I'm I'm all in. That's why I can't do any of these pleasure thinking, uh, seeking, thinking, pleasure, pleasure seeking things. No gambling, nothing. It's bad enough with eating and sugar um, that. I just, I am so into it, no matter what it is, all in, all the time. So um, the idea of me ever uh, ingesting any type of uh, THC-laced product in any way, shape, or form is a bad, bad thing. And for sure this, it's just like, I would be, I'd be my, my life would be over. Oh, my God. But for those of you that aren't defective, have fun. Do your thing. I just can't. Hey, I've got merch available. Eric, uh, ericzaneshow.com is where you get a t-shirt. That'll be new to Tom P. You can get an Eric Zane Show podcast t-shirt. All available at my website, ericzaneshow.com. Thank you to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Um, longtime sponsor of this show and where we go to get our vehicles repaired. So wherever you are in the West Michigan area, I want you to take your car there. 
a trusted name to get your vehicle repaired. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Servicing domestic, Asian, European vehicles, hybrids, EVs, just about everything with the exception of uh, Volkswagens. Check out their Google reviews. They feature them prominently right at the tip top of their website, Irvines.com. E-R-V-I-N-E-S.com. Hang on a second. Oh, man. Thank you to A&E Heating and Cooling. HVAC Air Conditioning. Furnace Experts for this show. We're getting close to the time of the year when you're going to be firing up the air conditioner. Uh, Get that thing checked before you turn it on. Schedule your air conditioner tune-up the temperature has to be higher than a a certain level i think that i forget what the threshold is but um they still are um scheduling so call up maria that is joe's lovely daughter at 616-516-8579 okay it's a family affair at a and e heating and cooling and if you do need a new piece of equipment installed into your home air conditioner or furnace they will install the best brand uh in the business the comfort maker okay trust a and e heating and cooling thank you so much for being part of this show and then you got troy ginzer the tax hobbit with now um 17 days until the tax deadline april 18th still time even up to the last day to get your taxes done you can have it done in person when you visit or you can do it um, from anywhere in the u.s it's oh so simple call up christina or pj at the office 616-301-9516 or go to their website tag cpa.net and all their contact info is there you can leave an email if you want say eric zane sent me i want you to do my my taxes please help me They will take you step-by-step through everything you need to do, but just know that no matter where you are in the U.S., Troy from Tag Accounting can help you. Please call upon him to get your taxes done. Going to set you back about $100, 616-301-9560. Don't quote me on that price. It might be a little more because of the size of your return, but a simple return is quite simple uh, in terms of cost. Yeah, that's right. A simple return is quite simple. Uh, So there you go. 616-301-9516. Okay. Not done yet. No way. Our pal Alex Jones is in the news. Boy, um, I can't really think of anyone that I hate more than Alex Jones. And not only do I hate him. But anyone who likes him, I think you're fucking stupid, okay? I'm sorry, but this is stupid. Too many of his fans are idiots. Now, if you listen to him and you know it's 100% fake with not a bit of truth to it, and you listen to it like pro wrestling, that is an exception. That I can understand. Too many people believe what this asshole says. Uh, This is part of this ongoing 
uh, Sandy Hook um, thing where he said that that was all a hoax, the uh, murder of several children and staff of that school in Connecticut. This cock said, oh, yeah, it was all just actors, crisis actors, uh, uh, in order to try to bring about um, change in the uh, in the gun laws. And um, that meant that the people that support Jones were harassing people who all they wanted to do was bury their loved ones. I mean, my God, can you think of anything more horrible than that? So they sued him for defamation and they won. And they won because Jones never showed up for the trial. He's, he just, he didn't even show. So they go, well, all right, well, uh, we're ruling in favor of the plaintiffs. Um, that's the end of it. Now all they had to do is determine how much uh, is going to be awarded to them. Now, truth be told, you hear oftentimes when people um, lose on um, civil trials like this, they end up. The defendants never pay anything. Look at fucking O.J. Simpson, okay? Hey, Twitter world, I ain't gonna pay shit to Ron Goldman. Uh, which one died? What was the kid's name who died? Ron? And then dad is... Or is the kid named Cato Gold, Goldman? Wasn't there a Cato Goldman? I'm confused. now. I barely remember. Which one was the dad? Was the dad Ron Goldman? Or was the dead kid... confused why am i thinking cato goldman ron goldman is the dead guy fred well who the fuck is cato ron got killed cato oh yes of course cato kalen he was the guy living in the guest house. Thank you, Kyle. God. Cato Goldman. What a fucking asshole I am. God. Why do you people listen to this shit? I am such a dick. Cato Goldman. That might be the worst of all time. Anyway, OJ didn't give shit to that guy. Which is why I'm hoping that something that, that uh, uh, dad Fred gets like uh, you know, a brain tumor and he's going to die. And then he kills OJ as his last act, you know? So anyway, uh, the judge said to Alex Jones, you need to file a deposition. Okay. Cause I'm trying to determine how much money you're going to pay these people. So you need to fill out, you need to do a deposition. You need to come to where we are, sit down and do your deposition, swear under oath, because this is the penalty phase of the trial that you didn't show up to. Well, he never showed up. And he said, yeah, I'm sick. And then he did a show that day. And they said, well, you're not sick. You did your show. And the only place you can get the show is on his own website. He has, uh, and he still has plenty of people that uh, pay to watch him. That makes me sick. That makes me mad. I hate that guy. If he died, I'd be so happy. Um, and I hate these misinformation spreaders like that. I mean, that's bad enough, but to me, the Sandy hook is, is, is the worst one. And then earlier this week, he, uh, through his lawyer, he said, how about I pay all of you plaintiffs $120,000 each 
and uh, I'm ordered. I'm gonna and I'm gonna apologize because he now, of course, has changed his tune and said, uh, oh, "I was just uh, saying that there was no uh, nothing at all uh, truth about what I said." So, uh, and but that doesn't stop his fucking lunatics that listen to his piece of shit show. Now the judge is holding him in contempt. And for every day starting today, every business day starting today, that he does not show up for his deposition in Connecticut, fly from Austin to to Connecticut to do his deposition, he's being charged $25,000 a fucking day. This is great. Superior Court Judge Barbara Bellis announced her decision on Wednesday of this week, St. Jones intentionally failed to comply with orders of the court, and there is no adequate explanation for why he did not follow the orders to sit for a deposition. The court finds a clear, by clear and convincing evidence, that Alex Jones willfully and in bad faith violated without justification several clear cut court orders requiring his attendance at his depositions on March 23 and March 24. $25,000 a day starting today, dick. It is clear that the plaintiffs here simply want and are entitled to the deposition of Jones and that Mr. Jones has continued to attempt to deliberately disregard the court's orders and attempt to manipulate the court process. Uh, the judge said, while paying the fees and court costs will reimburse the plaintiffs for costs incurred in attempting to procure Mr. Jones' deposition, it is not a substitution for his testimony. So he's screwed. This is awesome. And I like how um, he offered the $120,000 and I'll say I'm sorry. And the, the, the family said, oh, fuck you. No way. No way. We don't want anything to do with that. They are holding this fat ass uh, feet to the fire. And I love it. Oh, my God. Does this make me happy? I hate that fucker. Man, I hope in a perfect world, he's going to uh, fly there and then give his deposition, and then fly home, and the plane's going to crash, okay? And then they're still going to go ahead and use his deposition and then take the money out of his estate. There you go. That In a perfect world, that would happen. Can't stand that guy. Nor should you. Okay. One more thing that I want to talk about that I discovered I had no idea, and, and this is... Um, the Chowchilla kidnapper. Now, when I saw that, I was like, I know what a chinchilla is. What is Chowchilla? It's an area in California, I found out. Okay. Some of you old timers may know what this is, but here's a guy when he was starting his jail sentence right here, Frederick Newall Woods. And this is on the right today. Same guy when he's trying to get out of prison. What this this guy, he, in 1976, orchestrated a kidnapping of an entire bus full of kids. So there's a bus driving down the road, and this dude, on July 15th, bus driver Ed Ray was returning in 1976 from the local fairgrounds in the city of Chowchilla, California, 150 miles southeast of San Francisco. 
Okay. Um, local records detailing the crime reveal that the 26 children aboard the bus had been celebrating the last day of summer school. So, all right. The ordeal began when the bus driver stopped the bus because there was a van in the middle of the road. A man with a gun approached the bus driver while two others boarded the bus and ordered the kids off of the bus and into the van and another vehicle. They left the bus there. The vehicles carrying the kids and the bus driver were driven around for hours before arriving at a gravel quarry 100 miles away. Public records show that the children and the bus driver, who was 55 at the time, were then ordered to travel down a um, a a bury. Well, there was there's like a tractor trailer that's like buried, so they they dug a spot where they could put a tractor trailer that a semi truck would pull, and they got into it. They made him get into it, and then they buried him. So all these kids and the bus driver. Uh, were entombed. Uh, so the bus driver and his two accomplices, okay, hold on a second, uh, into a tractor trailer where they were entombed by Woods and his two accomplices, brothers Richard and James um, Schoenfeld. At the time, a massive search and rescue got underway with many parents fearing the worst after local police located the abandoned school bus. Back at the quarry, the sweltering heat proved unbearable for the group, prompting the bus driver to devise an escape plan. So he's buried in this trailer. He enlisted the seven boys on board to help him stack the mattresses left by the kidnappers, which eventually reached high enough for them to access a trap door in the tractor trailer's roof. Soon after, one of the boys squeezed through and dug his way out of the grave. They had been trapped for 16 hours at that point. That boy ran and alerted a security guard at the quarry, Says, hey, there's a busload of kids. We're buried. Oh, my God. Kids were freed. Everybody lived. They then returned home to Chowchilla on July 17th, two days after their ordeal began. Law enforcement quickly identified Woods as a person of interest, the guy I showed you at the start of this, in the case since his dad owned the quarry. Two weeks later, member of the Canadian Mounted Police in uh, Vancouver located Woods hiding out at a hotel. Search of the family's estate also turned up a gun used in the crime and a draft of the ransom note demanding $5 million. This guy was kidnapping people to get some cash. Fucking A. Um, Woods had planned to call police demanding $5 million ransom after leaving the quarry after the crime, but all lines were busy after word spread about the missing kids. And he instead went to bed and awoke and heard that the kids had escaped. So he's like, oh, so Woods and the co-conspirators took off. They eventually uh, struck a deal with prosecutors, though. After they, were, after they were caught, they struck a deal that dropped all robbery charges against them in exchange for their guilty pleas to all counts of kidnapping. The three men were sentenced to life in prison, but they successfully appealed the court's decision reducing their punishment to eight years. What? Uh, actually, eight years to life in prison. So that gives them 
I mean, eight years to life, that's a, that's a large, you know, amount of years to, uh, you can play with. Richard Schoenfeld would eventually be released on parole in 2012 for this, while his brother Jonathan was released in 2015. And now the guy I just showed you, Woods, will is trying to get out, assuming he gets the support of California Governor Gavin Newsom. Now, this is where it gets even more weird. It's bad enough that these guys do get out or, or have potential to get out, like those other two did get out. And now this guy, the mastermind behind the whole thing, he might be able to get out of this. And I guess what's weird about it is what governor is going to say, now is the time to set this man free. And I guess that answer is Gavin Newsom. Newsom can ask that the California parole board review the panel's decision, but he cannot overturn the decision. Only convicted murderers can have their parole ruling overturned by the governor in California. It is notable that the appellate judge who championed parole for all three of these guys. So there's an appellate judge saying we need to set them free is Gavin Newsom's late dad, William Newsom. So Gavin Newsom, the governor, um, who can have a hand in this, and his dad was like, son, if you ever become governor, you got to carry the torch for me. We must free these men who kidnapped children and buried them alive. What an asshole this dad is. And what an asshole Gavin Newsom would be if he starts saying we got to set these guys free. Why would you ever want to set free in society three men who orchestrated a mass kidnapping and buried these kids alive in a tractor trailer? Why why would anybody and how did these other two even get out? Only in fucking California could this fucking happen. Shit. No date has been set for Woods' release. Uh, Still, he has purchased a mansion with his considerable trust just 30 minutes from the California men's colony in San Luis Obispo where he is serving his sentence. Woods has been reported to have a trust valued at up to $100 million. Okay, so that means that his uh, parents had to put in writing that he gets the money and a trust had it set up for him. What the fuck? You realize this guy is, is gets a kid. Oh, and if he's got all that fucking money, why is he kidnapping kids in 1976? This story is all sorts of fucked up. Let me see. Am I missing something here? Is he for sure getting out? I don't think he is. He has been recommended for parole. He may soon walk free. The California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation have they have approved Frederick Newhall Woods uh, for parole after suit- after a suitability hearing on March 25th, according to his inmate record. He's 70 years old now. 
So it looks like this guy is going to get out. Hang on a second here. I got to call the queen of the forest. I think she just left me. Hello? Could you, uh, is that the radio? What? Is the radio on? Uh, no. It was though, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. No problem. What can I do for you? Did you just leave me? Yeah. You didn't I even come you. in and say goodbye? No, you were talking. I didn't want to bother you. Hey. What the hell is that? I almost hit a garbage can. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, I wish you would have come in and say goodbye to me. Well, honey, I'm not leaving for the weekend. I'm just <laughs> running to the store. Oh! Oh, thank God. I thought you were leaving for the week. Oh, that makes me feel much better. My God, I would not. I would do that. Yeah, I mean, what the f- <laughs> Okay. All right, thanks. I love you. I'll see you in a okay, few minutes. All right, bye. Uh, can't have that. So this guy's getting out. How? This is fucking sick. Um. There's a there's a document from a, a trial judge who is recommending parole for this piece of shit. Come on, man. I'd love to hear what he has to say. There you go. So that is uh, that is the history of the uh, Chowchilla abduction. Infamous Chowchilla kidnapper who buried 26 children alive is recommended for parole. My God. I guess, yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, if he's rehabilitated, I guess that is a thing. People do get rehabilitated. It happens. It just seems weird to me, you know? All right. Maybe Governor Newsom gets a cut of that money if he can get him out of jail. Yeah, maybe, but I don't think he has anything to do with this. He can only recommend. Uh, it's up to this judge. I think the judge is the bigger problem here. But maybe Newsom has something to do. Maybe Newsom knows the judge or, or something. Wouldn't surprise me. You never know. Politics work their way into this all the time. California gets a lot of shit. Nick calls it California. I love California. I think it's a great state. Come on now. Vote Democrat. (laughs) All right. This show is getting long in the tooth, and I got to pee. So the asshole of the day is coming up. Uh, We will do that. But first off, let me help your business. If you own a business and you want me to talk about it on this free podcast, I would love to hear from you. Send me an email, eric at ericzaneshow.com, and I will tell you all about it and how it works. It's that simple. And uh, give you information. So everything's a handshake deal. You're not signing up for some damn scam. My uh, uh, sponsor list continues to grow, and I'm very, very grateful for it. Thank you to the audience who support the sponsors like Bennett Flooring Installation, 616-318-0167. When the flooring's ready to go in, 
You call them. They'll put it in for you. It's the cheapest way to have it look professional for a professional job. What I mean by that is um, they encourage you to, you know, rip up the old stuff if you want. They can do the whole thing. They can give you full service if you want, but a lot of people do it on their own. Okay, I got everything ready to go for you. Now install it. Have them come and measure your place somewhere in West Michigan, and they will give you an estimate as to how much it's going to cost you. Please mention my name to Jacob and Jason when you call 616-318-0167 for Bennett Flooring Installation. By the way, Jacob sent along, um, I don't have a picture of it in front of me, uh, a picture of what was just sent to the NFK. He sent him a uh, fleece or flannel, um, uh, what do they call it? It's a jacket and a shirt. What do they call them? A shacket? I forget what the hell they call them. But anyway, nice heavy flannel deal. And on the back, it's got the Hams logo with the bear from the land of Ice Spring Waters or whatever it is. Uh, whatever their slogan is. It's on the back of it. Thank you. That was very, very kind of you. Call Bennett Flooring Installation at 616-318-0167. Now, the flooring that I want you to install, I want you to buy it from Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home Discount Outlet in Granville, Michigan. If you missed out on the month-long sale with savings of 20 to 40%, you're back to the Eric Zane Show podcast discount of 10%. When you go there to get their already low price flooring, which is lower than anybody because they buy it in bulk from all the major manufacturers and price it accordingly for the most popular brands. That's why they buy so much of it because they know it's going to sell. They sell it to you for cheaper. Mention my name. You will save 10%. That is Johnson's Carpet One Floor and Home Discount Outlet in Granville, Michigan behind Little Caesars. Ugly building, great prices. Drop in and see Kent. Drop the E at a U. He will take care of you. Mention my name, please. And then Bosco's Pub, Hudsonville, Michigan. There's a rumor about an upcoming event going on there where we will all get together and break bread and eat burgers and drink beer, not me, and have a good time. It might be before one of the um, uh, race events at Berlin Raceway. I know Zaniac Andrea was on top of this, and she put out a poll about what night works best for the audience. And now I can't see it. I don't know where the hell it is. She put it up there. Is it under announcements? Let's see. Zaniac United. Um, Okay. Which Saturday works best for lunch at Bosco's than going to Berlin Raceway after? You got April 30th, April 23rd, or either day. Right now, April 30th has nine votes. April 23rd is seven votes and six votes for either day. April 30th is when I'm at um, Berlin Raceway hanging out with the group. Okay, so there you go. Bosco's Pub, part of Terrace Square in Hudsonville, Michigan. Go there for lunch. Go there for dinner. Open up for lunch and dinner on Wednesday through uh, Saturday. Just dinner to close on uh, Monday and Tuesday. Bosco's Pub, B-O-S-C-O-S, Bosco'sPub.com. The asshole of the day. Who is your asshole of the day? Who's it going to be? All right. 
Um, YMCA, door incident, urine gate, Tom's email, ashes for your loved one, ashes for, of your loved ones become rocks, LA Lakers, presser, who was that, Russell, R- Russell Westbrook, is that his name? Abortion talk, lots of abortion talk on the show. Mushrooms, not so good. The Chowchilla kidnapper. Ah, but let's go into the weekend knowing full well how much of an asshole Alex Jones is. I'm not an asshole. I'm not an asshole. That is your asshole of the day. Uh, Brought to you by JM Synthetics and TC Paintball. Congrats to Alex Jones. Okay, that is it. My time is up. Thank you so much for being part of this show. All right. Find me on Patreon for a podcast, my second podcast of the day, the Patreon bonus podcast at P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. I may see some of you at the Griffins game tonight and tomorrow. Ben and Eric, 4 p.m., an afternoon version of the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. you got to be on Patreon to check out the show. If you're new, you're going to love it. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Have a good one, folks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you.